This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. So, so we've been going with a uh, scripture for this uh, series, and it's 1 John 5, 4 and 5. And it says, for, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. And so we begin winning when we receive Jesus as a Lord and Savior. I just say we begin winning. And then there's then through this life of walking this Christian life, we have to learn to win in different areas of our lives. Amen. How many people are still working in different areas of your life to win in some areas? Maybe you're still dealing with some weaknesses, still dealing with some issues. Do we have, can I get an amen in the house today? Amen. And, uh, and so we need to, you know, uh, keep working like Paul. Paul said he hadn't arrived. And Paul was one of the greatest apostles ever risen, uh, raised up by God. And so we haven't arrived yet either. Amen. But we're moving towards it. Amen. Uh, Matthew 6 and 9. We're going with uh, winning in prayer uh, in this portion of the series. And I want to win in prayer. You know, I, I want to be able to pray right. I want to see my prayers answered. Amen. And, uh, and you can pray right and you can pray wrong. We've already talked about all that. But we're using uh, the Lord's Prayer as a template uh, to break down. And I do this when I'm praying every day. I use the Lord's Prayer as a template. And I use parts of that prayer in my prayer time uh, to um, see God move in different areas of my life and in other people's lives. So let's look at Matthew 6, 9 through 13. And the disciples asked Jesus how to pray. And Jesus uh, is speaking here. He says, in this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. So we, we've been studying this prayer and we've been breaking it down. Um, and you can actually break it down into parts when you're, when you're praying to the Lord. Amen. And we know that the very first part of it, and you should start your prayer out with praising God. And you should end your prayer with praising God. Amen. And so when, when, when it says, Our Father, hallowed be thy name, we want to praise God in the beginning and the end. Amen. But let's focus on uh, this uh, part of it. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. What's interesting about that, because uh, that's how it's written. Um, a lot of times, you know, back in the, in the old days, the Bible days, uh, they would loan money out to people. And with interest, the people would do that. And, um, and, and God had a, a system set up to where it was called Jubilee, where every so many years they would have to release the debts of all the people. Amen. Wouldn't that be nice? Amen. Today, it's called bankruptcy, but we won't go there. Um, but uh, it's, it, it's, it's a financial, you know, thing that you can do, you know, bankruptcy, releasing all your debts. Um, but, uh, but they would do that. And, and God, uh, it's called Jubilee. And uh, I really believe that, that, that in, 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 
you know, forgiving our, our debts as we forgive our debtors. A lot of times we got to, you know, look, when I'm looking at this prayer, I, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, the, the power of, uh, of, first of all, of, of repentance, amen, of, of forgiveness. Uh, and, and when I look at it, I see two things. And when I come to this part of the prayer, forgive me of my sins, I, I, th- I try to reflect on if there's any areas in my life that I need to get better at. You know, in my prayer time with God, I, I, it should be a time not only am I requesting things from God, but it should be a time where we examine ourselves. Amen. The Bible talks about examining yourself. The, the Bible is actually a book of examination. It, it's, it's, it's likened, the Bible says, to a mirror. So the Bible is like a mirror. So it will show up any areas in our life where we may need to adjust or change. So if you're reading your Bible on a consistent basis, then God should be speaking to you through the Word of God in some areas that you might need to adjust in. Am I talking to anybody today? And so, but if you're never in your Bible, <laughs> then you not, may not be doing any adjustments. See, that's what a mirror is for, right? The mirror is when you look in the mirror, you want to make sure you look good, right? You know, and look great. You want to make sure everything's in place. Anybody look in the mirror this morning? Amen. You made sure it was all looking right, right? So the mirror will show up the imperfections. Amen. But, but we don't want to focus and be what I call sin conscience. We don't want to always be, one of the tactics of the devil is to try to get us to focus on our weaknesses, on our shortcomings, on the things that we're not doing. Like what Thomas mentioned, he said, you know, I try to weigh out my good and my bad and uh, I, I couldn't see how God would want to bless me. <laughs> Amen. And, and so sometimes um, we need to be very careful. I'm going to say this, don't be so hard on yourself. Don't be so hard that you're not doing everything right or everything perfect. Uh, we all make mistakes. Amen. And so, and so in this time of prayer, we, we, we want to examine ourselves and make sure. And there's areas in our lives where we know that we need to work on. Is that right? But we don't want to focus on that. We just want to make sure that we're walking in the right place, there, there's a scripture that says, you know, you'll put a guard over my mouth. There's another scripture that says, let the meditation of my heart and the words of my mouth be acceptable in your sight. How do we sin? We mo- mostly sin with, with our mouths. We, we, we're saying too many negative things. We're talking about people. We're judging and criticizing and we sin a lot of times with our mouths. So, so let the meditation of my heart, that's what would be a good prayer. And the, and, and the words of my mouth be acceptable in thy sight. Amen. So, so we want to make sure that because, like I said, there, there, if, if bad is coming into our life, what I mean by that, negative uh, circumstances coming into my life, it could be for two reasons. It could be because you're living right. And, and the devil's challenging your faith. He's challenging your, 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 you know, your resolve. He, he wants you to quit, right? You, you, you start tithing and the, the washing machine breaks down. And then the devil's trying to say, see, tithing doesn't work. 
you see, you just got a problem, right? And, uh, and you could, and you know, and so, so the devil's going to challenge that. And it could be through persecution. You want to do the right things. And there's people doing the wrong things. You know, people that do the wrong things and you're doing the right things, the people that are doing the wrong things want you to do the wrong things with them. Right? That's why you got to be very careful who you hang out with because bad company corrupts good morals. So, you know, if you're, if, if you're hanging out with fools, okay, well, you, you know the rest. Amen? What do you become? Amen? You can become a fool. Amen? So we want to make sure that, that, that we're examining ourselves in, in this type of prayer. So what, what I do, I do a little reflection and, 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 and I... And I you know, and then I, I think about that. Then we, we think about our debtors. And so, so a lot of times when somebody does something wrong to us, um, it, it's called a hurt. Have you ever been hurt? Yes. Have you ever said, you hurt me? Have you ever used those words? You've hurt me. I've used those words before. And, and oh, that really hurts. And, and what that is, that, that's a wound. Amen. We, we can be hurt. Um, uh, and that's and that's a wound to our souls, right? And a, and a hurt that's unchecked turns into offense, right? And so, what is the enemy trying to do in the last days? He's trying to get us offended with one another. First and foremost, he wants to get us offended with God. God, I'm serving you, and why is this bad coming into my life? Or why is this negative situation? I've been serving. I, I started walking with you, and, and I'm, I'm tithing sometimes, you know, and, you know, and, uh, and I am coming to church every once in a while. Well, well, the bottom line is you're trying to measure God's faithfulness by your faithfulness. Amen? The Bible says when we're unfaithful, God still remains faithful, which is amazing. So we don't want to measure our faithfulness against God's faithfulness. Jesus said when he comes back, he's coming back and on his thigh is, is faithful and true. Amen. And so written on his thigh. So, so, so Jesus is faithful. Amen. So we got to get a revelation of this that, that, that when we're, we're, we're approaching God in prayer, we, not only do we have to reflect about our own areas that we need to adjust in, but then we need to um, forgive other people. And, and sometimes we feel that when somebody does us wrong, they owe us a debt. As in, they owe us an apology. They owe us, you know, uh, some, they owe us something. Amen? And that's why he says, forget your debtors. And in other words, have you ever loaned anybody money in here and they, they didn't pay you back? <laughs> have you ever did that? They said, you know, they didn't pay you back. And, uh, and, and, and you, and, you know, if I loan somebody money, I'm not going to badger them and try to get it back. If they forget, then they forget. Amen. God's going to pay me back. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? But, but, but what I'm saying is that when somebody hurts you, sometimes we feel like that, that they owe us an apology. Amen. That they owe us. And, you know, they may or may not. And, and I'm going to say this. Offense, it can be people that are offended, it can be perceived offense. In other words, it may not be a person trying to come against you, be vindictive, or a person that's, that's trying to hurt you. It could have just been a simple mistake. They could have just said something wrong, but they weren't meaning to. In other words, it's the intent of the heart of the person, what they're doing. What was their intent? 
Remember I gave you this story that I asked my wife to make me something to eat one time and she, it wasn't exactly what I asked her. And I got, uh, this, is just, this is a little bit, I'm still learning, amen? And I got angry because it wasn't, I got angry because I thought, she, you know, I felt like she wasn't listening to me. She wasn't listening to my needs. Um, and I just got angry. And the Holy Spirit said, you know, she didn't intend to do that wrong. She, she tried to please you. She, it wasn't her intent. It wasn't malice. I said, that's right. It wasn't intent. So, so, so in other words, let it go. <laughs> let it go. See, some people, they may hurt you, but was it their intent to hurt you? Were they try, did they have something behind it? But, or, or, or should we just let it go? Are, are we holding um, uh, uh, hurt feelings towards people or towards companies? You know, you can get mad at a company. I got mad at Kmart one time. I was so mad at Kmart. And then when they went down and, and they got, went bankrupt, I was like, yeah! You know, I got mad at Kmart because I, I misplaced my wallet. There's another wallet story. And, uh, and they had my wallet and, um, and, they, uh, and they ended up, I think, scrapping everything in the wallet, you know, cutting everything. They didn't send it to me or whatever. I came back too late. I called them up and they said, yeah, we did find that wallet, but we got rid of it. <laughs> Kmart, you know, God, burn it down, burn it down. Burn Kmart down. And then you got people, you know, I, have a, I had an uncle. He went on to be with the Lord. And he was so mad at the big box stores like Walmart. He was more, because he, he, he did small business. And he was all for the small business guy. And so he was like always standing up for the small. And when Walmart came in and, and, and pushed out the small business retailers, he, he was like, I will never shop at Walmart, you know. And, uh, and so he was mad at the big box stores. Are you hear what I'm saying? We can get mad at companies. We can be angry at people. We can get angry at God. You know, you, you know and, and that's the first thing the devil wants us to do is get mad at God. In other words, uh, our prayers not answered as fast as we think it should be or, or, or we, didn't, we didn't see the answered prayer yet. Hey, you're still alive. You, you know, it may take a process to get your prayer uh, provide it for. It, it's a process. So, so the enemy's trying to get us offended with God. If God was so good, why did this happen? Or if God was so good, he is good. And so what I, what I mean by when bad things happen, either, either we're being persecuted or we're sowing bad seed and we're reaping bad harvests. And so a lot of times in prayer and in the word, God is trying to help us not to sow bad seed so we won't reap a bad harvest. In other words, you sow, you reap what you sow. So we've got to get a revelation of that. So I'm going to talk to you today about humility. I'm going to try to get this as fast as I can. But I really believe that the title of this sermon today is Humility. And humility is really the key to our Christian walk. And, you know, the world is all about pride. It's all about ego, right? It's all about look at me. You know, you, you get on these... You get on the, uh, all these uh, social media outlets and people are promoting themselves. Why? They want to be the next big star on YouTube or Instagram or any of these uh, Snapchat or whatever. They, they, want to, they want to be seen by millions of people. 
So, so, so they're trying to self-promote. But when you're walking in, like, like you know, we know this, that the devil, he, he, he promoted himself. He wanted to reign over God's kingdom. And he wanted, he wanted to take the place of God. Amen? And so, and so we know what happened to, to Lucifer, God's archangel, and a third of the heavenly hosts that tried to rebel against God. They fell. Now we got to look at Jesus because if you're gonna if you're gonna um, uh, walk in humility, the first thing you need to do is you need to have a repentant heart. You need to have a heart to change. You see, some people, you know, you talk to them and you and you try to minister to them, or you try to correct them in love, and some people don't care. They don't want to change. Some people just, just, they don't care about God. Some, some people just don't care about living right and walking right with God. Some people just don't care. I saw something on Facebook where this lady was holding up a sign. And on the sign it says, I'm going to hell and I'm proud of it. I saw that on Facebook. It was a, a crowd, you know. And, and then you got that, what, the gay pride, you know, uh, um, things that come up and, 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 and these homosexuals, they're, they're proud of being homosexual, right? And, and, they're, and, they're pr- and they call it gay pride, right? And, and pride will destroy us. You know, and, and pride is, what pride is, it, it's, this, it's this idea that, that you're smarter than God. Oh, I'm preaching today. Pride is like, I'm, I, know my, I know what's good for me. I know what's good for my life. I know, I know what's good for me, myself, and I. I know what's good for how I live. And, and if it feels good, do it. Pride is basically self-exaltation. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? It's exalting yourself over the Word of God. It's exalting yourself over. Over the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's exalting yourself. It's it's what Adam and Eve did when they were caught. Well, what did they do? I I believe that if if Adam repented, things may have changed. But but, but when God came to Adam and said, hey, listen, there's some fruit missing off that tree. You know, I counted that fruit. It was seven, you know, fruit. And there's only six there. What happened? You know, yeah, there's some fruit missing. Uh, it's modern vernacular, all right? And then, and then you know, w- what if Adam just dropped down on his knees and said, I, I messed up, God, but he didn't repent. Why? why? Because in each one of us, we've got to be very careful as Christians that we don't allow self-preservation to kick into our lives. What do I mean by self-preservation? I mean that you have to feel like you've got to protect yourself. In other words, you're going you're gonna to sell out your mom if you have to to protect yourself. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? It's called self-preservation. It means you're looking out for yourself. You're not looking out for others. You look, in other words, you are number one. And when God comes into our life, we take the back seat. Oh, I'm preaching today. What, Pastor? You mean I need to take the back seat? Yeah, you need to take the back seat to Jesus. Jesus needs to be in the front seat. We need to take the back seat. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so we got to get a, a, a revelation of this, that, that, that when, when Adam sinned, he said, God, it's the woman you made. It's not my fault. You, she, you made her so pretty, so amazing, that I, I, just, I just fell for her charm. Amen. It's that woman. If you didn't make her so good looking, I wouldn't have fell. And then, of course, then, then God goes to Eve. Eve, what did you do? It's that serpent that beguiled me. Well, what if she repented? Now, now basically, they, they, both, both of them were basically putting their blame back on God. You see, unrepentant people always blame somebody else for the problem or for their problems. Unrepentant people are always looking at other people why they're doing what they're doing. Well, but, well, my parents treated me bad and that's why I'm bad. Right? Uh, you know, my wife was terrible to me. That's why, I, you know, I'm divorced and I hate women. You know, or, or, or the lady, my, 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 my husband was bad to me and I hate men. And, and you know, you got a chip on your shoulder. And, it's all, and you don't know, some of it could have been your problem. Some of it could have been your fault. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so, so we got to get a revelation of this and we got to get into a place where, where we, if we're going to walk in humility, we need to walk in repentance. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And I think about that. And when you think of repentance, you, you, you think about, you know, the, the story of the prodigal son. And you think about the prodigal son and, and Jesus gives his story and it's a, it's, it's a story about, about repentance and forgiveness. And we know the prodigal son, uh, it, Jesus talks about a father having two children and the youngest one said, Dad, I want my inheritance now. I know you're not dead, but I want my, I want my inheritance now. And the, the father was so benevolent. He was so giving. He said, you want it now? He said, okay, you can have it now. And, he, and not only did the father give the inheritance to his younger son, he gave it to his older son too. He split that inheritance up. He gave it before he died. And so what did the younger son do? He grew up in the house where God was honored and he left the house and went out partying. Right? Party! And he went, party! We're going to party! Do you know in the early 20s, they call it, remember that dance? The Roaring Twenties. I don't know what that dance is, but uh, uh, what is it called? The Charleston. The Charleston, yeah. <laughs> and they were, they were partying in the 20s. But what happened in the 30s? The Great Depression. <laughs> the Great Depression. When in the, yeah, 40s, 20s, yeah. They, they put God on the shelf. And then what happened? Famine came. You put God on the shelf and what's going to happen in your life? Famine. It's going to come into your life. You put God on the shelf and say, I'm going to go party with the world. The Bible says if you love the world, the love of the Father is not even in you. If you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. So we got to be very careful that we're not caught up in the world, in the bling bling of the world system. Amen. we got to be very careful. And, and, so, and so we see the younger child, son got into the world and then all of a sudden he spent all his money. They loved him. 
They the, the people loved him when he was in town spending all his money on everybody. But when he ran out of money, man, they could, they could care less about him. That's the world will eat you up and spit you out. They, you, you, you can be a benefit to them one moment and a deficit the next. You could be dead to the world. You could do all these good things, but you mess up and that's it. You're, you're out. You're done. It, 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 you know, the, the culture, you know, it's, the, it, it, it's happening today. You say the wrong thing, you know, and you get ditched. You get, you, you know, you, people stop doing things for you. And, and, and you got to be very, you know, but, but listen, you're gonna, if you're walking with God, you can do the right things and you still can be ditched. What I mean by that is that people can shun you. Your family can shun you. Your old uh, uh, people that you used to run with can shun you. Why? Because you're running a different race. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so what happened? With the younger son, he, he, he came to himself, and that's called repentance. He, 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 he evaluated his life, and he said, things aren't working. And I think sometimes what we need to do in our walk in Christ, we need to evaluate our our, our situation and our life. And is things working? Maybe you have Jesus, just a little bit of Jesus and a little bit of the world. It doesn't work that way. I I, I tried it. A little bit of Jesus and a little bit of the world. You you won't live that abundant life. Amen. The Bible says just a little bit of sin is, is like a fly in, in, in perfume, it will stink up the whole perfume. A little bit of, of, of sin will, will stink up our holiness. And it's our holiness, our walk with God, that will cause the, the joy and the peace and the love of God to be in our lives. And so we see that the, the son, you know, said, I'm not even worthy to be a a son, but I will be a servant. You see, that's humility. See, a humility is is a person that walks in humility. He comes down to a place in his life where he doesn't say to God, uh, uh, you know, I want this. He says, God, make me into something. Make me a servant. Make me somebody that can be a blessing to others. And we know that when he came to his father and Jesus is given the parable uh, in, in Luke 15, 11 through 24, uh, uh, when he gave that parable, uh, the, the father uh, is likened to the heavenly father and he didn't even focus on his sin. He just was so glad that, that the son came back, that the son repented and he hugged the son gave him a robe of righteousness, gave him a ring to do business, uh, you know, brought him back into the family, brought him back as a son and not a servant. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And that's how forgiving and loving God is. Listen, listen to this. Uh, this is a Jesus, and it's in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, talking about humility and forgiveness. Jesus is saying... To, to each one of us, and he's saying to those that aren't walking with God, he's saying in Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty, 30, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. Notice that Jesus' personality, he's gentle and lowly in heart. 
And then he says, I'll, you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So what is God saying to some of us that may not be walking the right walk with God? He's saying, listen, are, are, are you getting burned out? Are you getting tired of trying to do the religious thing? Are you doing religion, but it ain't working? Or is it time to come to me? Is it time to, to take a hold of, of what I have for you? Isn't it time to, to, to maybe put some things down that we've been doing that's hindering our relationship with God? Is there's areas in our life that, that, that we can just let go of? Some of us might need to be social media. Some of us might need to be somebody that we're connected to that connects us with sin. We might need to cut off some relationships. Are you hear what I'm saying today? There, there might be areas in our life. And when we're willing to do that, like this, this man, he was willing, the son was willing to cut off the world. Amen. And he was willing to leave the party life. Why? To get back into the house of the Lord. To get back in the Father's house. See, God is the, the, the potter and we are the clay. And you don't know who you are yet. And, and sometimes we'll go through processes in our life. It's called a humbling test. Any everybody ever been through the hum, humble test of life? And that humble test really is designed to get us to trust God more. Now, the devil wants this humble test to come into our life so that we can trust ourselves. See, there, there's two things that's going to happen in the humble test. Either we're going to rely more on ourselves and we're going to try to figure it out ourselves, how to get out of our problems, or we're going to start relying on God. Amen. We're going to start praying and asking God to come in. See, 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 humility prays and, 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 and calls on God. One of the reasons why God was so upset with the people of the Old Testament was he said, if you just call upon me, if you just call me, I would do amazing things. If you just call, what does that mean? Call upon it. That means pray, have, get a relationship with God. And so we got to get that revelation that, that, that God wants us to have a relationship with him. And so we have to repent and then we have to forgive. The father forgave the son. And I'm telling you, if you want to be close to God, Always be close to God. Be quick to repent, quick to forgive, and quick to believe. Amen. Amen. We should always be quick to repent. Amen. We should always be quick to uh, forgive. Glory to God. We know on the, un- the, the story and the parable of the unrepentant servant in Matthew 18, 21 through 35. And in this, in this parable, Jesus talks about a man that, that owes the king Millions of dollars. And the man was brought before the king. And the king said, you owe. And, 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 you have no, and he had no way of paying the king. And, and they were about ready to throw him into prison. But the, but the man, Jesus is talking about, dropped on his knees. Said, please give me more time. I will pay my debt. I will pay it. And the, and the king was moved with compassion. And said, listen, I'm going to release you of the entire debt. Of the million dollars that you owe us, you're free and clear. And then that servant or that was indebted a million dollars that was free and clear found somebody on the street that owed him like a hundred dollars. 
And he found that guy and he started strangling that man and said, give me what you owe me. First, he said, give me what you owe me. And the guy said, I, I, I don't have it, but I'll get it to you. And he said, you give it to me. And then he said, I'm going to throw you in prison. I'm going to make sure. And then what happened was that the king's servants saw that, went back to the king and said, do you know what this man did? He would not forgive this little debt and you forgave. And they brought him back in. And Jesus says, now the king said, you wicked servant, you were forgiven of all this debt, but you weren't willing to forgive this man of this little debt. You'll be thrown into prison and the torturers will take care of you. Think about that. So what, 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 what was Jesus saying? Jesus said, says this way, if you're not willing to forgive men of their trespasses, God will not be willing to forgive you of your trespasses. Oh man, I could drop the mic right now. Some say the unpardonable sin, we know it's blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, but some say that the unpardonable sin could be unforgiveness. Some say that the unpardonable sin, if we can't forgive our brothers and sisters that we see, if we can't walk in love towards our brothers and sisters that we see, how do we truly walk in love towards God? If we can't forgive those that, that, that do these little things against us, if we can't forgive them, how do we expect God to forgive us? Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So we got to get a revelation of that and, 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 and we need to learn to forgive. And, and so in the part of the prayer, I say, Lord, examine me. Uh, if there's any areas in my life, reveal it to me. And then I say, Lord, and I, I, I try to think, is there anybody that take me off lately? <laughs> Lord, uh, uh, yeah, that one person. Lord, I'm asking, Lord, that you bless that person and, and open their eyes to truth and, and do not count this sin against their account. Right? Remember Jesus when he was on the cross and, uh, you know, he was being, you know, they were saying, if you are the son of God, and you are who you say you are. Come off that cross. You know, they were taunting him on the cross. They were, they, were, they, were, they were saying all kinds of manner of evil towards Jesus. Now, Jesus was up on that cross. He didn't deserve to be there. Jesus is the righteous, son, holy, humble lamb of God that didn't deserve to be on that cross, naked, stripped naked, on that cross for the whole world to see. He paid for our sins. See, greatest love is to lay down your life for your friends. No greater love than to lay down your life for your friends. That's why we honor the military. And that's why we honor uh, 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 those that are, that are laying down their lives uh, to, to save lives. Amen. And Jesus laid down his life for his friends. He, he was a lay down man. And what God is calling us to be. He's calling us to be lay down people. We need to lay down our own personal agendas. What pastor are you talking to me? Yeah, your own personal agendas, your own timetable that you're running on. Amen. And because you got to get it all done and you forget about the, the people that are dying all around us, a world that needs the love of Jesus. The other day I was delivering groceries. I got to close this down. And I was, and, and, and I was at this uh, complex, this uh, apartment complex. I was trying to figure, sometimes it's hard to figure out where to 
you know, because they got doors and different sides and, and all that. So I'm delivering. But I, but I don't have my, my bags because they're in a car because sometimes I would look and say, am I in the right place? Because I'm not exactly sure. And this one military guy came up to me. He thought that I was like casing the, the building, right? And he thought, he said, well, who are you? You know? And I said, hey, I'm just the humble Amazon delivery guy, you know? And, uh, and, uh, and I said, I'm just trying to find this address. He said, oh, it's in this building. And it's one of those locked buildings. So he could get me in. And I had like six bags. And he was a military guy. And he helped me with the bags. He helped me carry the bags up. I'm like, man, this is amazing. Amazing, a military guy. And I said, man, I thank you for your service. You're laying it down for our country. Thank you for serving in the military. And, uh, and then I just felt led to witness Jesus to him. And I started talking about the goodness of Jesus. And I witnessed to him. And, he, and he's never been to church. And I broke it down so simple and so easy. A, two, a, a, a six-year-old could, could understand what I was saying. And by the time I was done, I said, can I pray for you? And I prayed for him and I did that and I was, and because of that, I was late on one of my deliveries. I don't like to be late. I ended up being late and they ding you and I like to be fantastic, you know, and, you know, and and then you get dinged and you come down to poor, you know, and then eventually if you're late all the time, they will, what they say, they will fire you, you know, like, you know, you're fired, but they don't call it that. They, they, they call, they say some different, they, they, um, what, what, what do they say? deactivate you. You've been deactivated. So fire is a little too strong. You've just been deactivated. And, uh, and, uh, and, so, uh, and so I'm going to say this. In life, we don't want, we want our love to continue to keep going so we won't be deactivated in the grace of God. Because if you're walking in humility and you're walking in love, you're going to walk in repentance you're going to examine yourselves. You're going to walk in forgiveness. You're going to give allowances to other people and, and make allowances for their weaknesses. Make allowances for their shortcomings because you're not perfect either. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, man, look how bad you are. Well, look how bad you are. I remember Joyce Meyer was, was talking about Dave, her husband. Anybody ever listen to Joyce Meyer? He has this problem. He plays golf too much and all this. And, uh, and then the Holy Spirit said, um, you know who has the problem? You have the problem. And she cried for three days. Why? Because she had issues that she wasn't seeing in herself. And then when she finally figured out, she said, maybe I got some issues. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's not the problem. The grass is not always greener on the other side. You know, somebody's, somebody's might be, you might be in a relationship, uh, husbands and wives, and maybe your, your spouse is not doing it for you like, it, you like they used to, you know? Amen. You might say, they never done it for me, Pastor. Well, listen, listen. It's not about them doing it for you or you doing it for them. <clears throat> in other words, are you giving out to them? I, I just started taking my wife on dates. Amen. And I'm telling you, I took her out on my first date, and I don't know how long, you know. And, you know, I mean, to me, a date is let's go to Wendy's with the kids and, and, and get the double cheeseburger. You know what I'm talking about? That's a date, you know. And, but the ladies say, no, that's not a date. A double cheeseburger, we can eat it together. Hallelujah. And, and under $10. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And, uh, and that's a date, isn't it? 
I got the ladies aren't, 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 aren't tracking with me today. Amen. And so, and so I said, we're going to go out on a date. I'm going to get grandma to come over uh, and we're going to go out. We're going to see a movie. We went and saw a movie, a movie that Yin wanted to see uh, some Jap- Japanese guy, karate Marvel movie. And, uh, and I wanted to go, I wanted to do it all. Let's go to, let's get something to eat and let's go to the movies. Amen. And I said, well, you know, we're running late. We can go to the restaurant right there at Lynn Haven Mall, Uno's. And they have, pre- anybody ever eaten at Uno's? They have pretty good food, pizza. They have salmon. I'm thinking we can just get in there. And we get there. I said, let's do it, babe. She, you know, and she's actually, you know, actually, I don't think I held her hand in such, um, we were holding hands. And I'm feeling weird about it. You know what I'm saying? God, man. I'm feeling a little weird about it. And I'm holding her hand, feeling a little weird about it. Because, you know, you know, she's feeling like, oh, this is amazing. And I'm like, okay, this, can we just shake hands? I mean, my, and so we're, and so we, let's go to Uno's and it's closed. We get there right after seven. The movie starts at 7.30. I said that, and, and, and Yen is being so sweet to me. That's all right. We'll just go over into the food court. We could do Chick-fil-A, you know? I said, wow, that's good and may not, well, that's too expensive. No, I'm kidding. And so, and so we go into the food court five minutes after seven and the food court is closed. Sorry, folks. Wally World is closed. And I said, what? And he said, yeah, we close at seven. The whole mall closes at seven. I'm like, what? My God. I said, this date is turning into something. And I said, and, and said let's, let's go to the Chick-fil-A outside the mall because now time is going. So we go to the Chick-fil-A outside the mall by the mall, and we get out there, we're about ready to walk in, you know, because we're going to sit down, and, because we're doing the date thing. Sorry, the, 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 uh, it's closed. I said, what? It's closed, what? I said, what? I'm on a date here, what? I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little fache, <laughs> I'm getting a little ticked off. I'm on a date here. Oh, we, I said, when did you close this down? Just now. Just now, we don't have enough people working. I said, what? He said, he said you can get back in line and, 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 pick, and get your food through the line. I said, Jen, do you want? She says, yeah, baby, we can just do it through the line. She's being so sweet. I said, good, that's how we used to do it all the time. Wendy's, $10. <laughs> Went back to the old time. Amen. I was like, I'm used to this, man. And uh, Not really. I was like trying to impress her, Amen. And, uh, and, and so just because, you know, we're trying to do everything right, you know, Yin was okay with it. We ended up seeing the movie, amen. We, we, ate, we ate and shared our food in the car, amen. We ordered one thing and then, and, you know, it, it ended up good. It ended up, this week we went out to a nice restaurant. She liked Chinese, so I, I suffered. And, uh, and, no, I'm kidding, but I don't mind Chinese myself. And I took her out on her, what she wants to do, because it's always me. It's always about me when we go out. And so I made it about her. And so what am I saying to you today? If you're going to walk in the humility of God, you're going to be, have to be a person, first of all, that's quick to repent. And that's just not repenting to God, but saying you're sorry to your spouse every once in a while. Saying you're sorry to your kids every once in a while. Saying you're sorry to your coworker every once in a while. Hey, I messed up. I, 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 I did this too much. Or maybe I was a little too hard. And, and, then, repen- uh, and then we need to walk in forgiveness. Let, let it go. Let the little things go. And let the things go. And then what we need to do is we need to get a heart of servanthood. What does that mean? We, uh, we need to uh, uh, honor one another. And wh- how do you honor people? You serve. Amen. You serve them. Yes. You do something good for them. 
you might bless them. We got a testimony of Sarada was uh, got three hundred dollars. Why? That's when you walk in in a heart of humility. You're walking in a place where you're submitted to God, and you're going to do what God tells you to do. And anytime you do what God tells you to do, there's a blessing on the other side of it. See, God will never ask us to do something that he's not willing to do himself. See, 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 that's what's amazing about God. If Jesus said Jesus laid down his life for us. So so really, he's he's expecting reciprocation. In other words, we're supposed to lay down our lives for others. Thus, the final story here is that Jesus, before he went to the cross, he did an illustrative uh, sermon. And what he did was when he was with his disciples in the upper room, the last supper that they were going to have together, where he instituted the Lord's Supper, uh, he, he put a towel on himself. He, he washed the disciples' feet. And that is one of the lowest things you can do. When I think about that movie, Bruce Almighty, I mentioned it before, but Bruce Almighty, God came back and he came. He didn't come back as a as a New York executive in a high rise building. He was in a high rise building, but he came back as a janitor. Remember in Bruce Almighty, God came back, Morgan Freeman played God and he was a janitor. Right. Well, what is Jesus? Jesus walked in so much humility. He said, I didn't come to be served, but I came to serve and give myself as a ransom for people. I didn't come to do my will, but I came to do the will of the Father. I'm not here for myself. It's not about me, myself, and I, the false trinity. It's not about that. Uh, me. Uh, no, no, no. If you, if you want to have a happier life, you, do you want to, hey, anybody want more joy in your life? Me, more, more happy, you know, happiness depends on what's happening, but joy comes, is downloaded in us through us serving people. And when we get in a place where we start uh, honoring one another and serving one another, like I saw today, and the unselfish couple that gave a car to the church, amazing. Uh, you know, the, the family member that gave $300 to Sarada, amazing. When we start serving one another and, and honoring one another, then we're going to see the glory of God like we've never seen before. When you honor your spouse, and instead of, you know, going to your favorite restaurant, let them go to their favorite restaurant glory to God, then what you're doing is you're practicing Jesus in this place. You're practicing Jesus on this earth when you're doing things unselfishly. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And Jesus washed the disciples and he said, what you see me do, do likewise. So I'm saying this to you today, that you're not here just for yourself. You're not here just for your own, you know, self-preservation. You're not here just to see what you can get out of it. No, it's more than that. You're here because God is building in you the love of himself so that we can reflect his glory. And the closer you get to God, the more you're going to look like him. 
I'm going to say it again. The closer you get to God, the more you're going to resemble His character. And what is His character? His character is the fruit of the Spirit. It's, you, you walk in His love and joy and peace and patience and goodness and kindness and, and, and meekness and faithfulness and self-control. And when you're walking in that fruit of the Spirit, I'm telling you, like I say before, people will mistake you as being Jesus. You'll be mistaken as somebody, as somebody that's, that's amazing. They would mistake you as being Jesus. Or you hear what I'm saying today? And I don't know about you, but I want to look like Jesus. And the Bible says when he appears and we see him, we'll be just like him. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying to you today. God is growing this church and this church is growing in love. And this church is growing in in, in peace and joy patience. This church, I'm telling you, how do you know that you're a Christian? It's because you love one another in the body of Christ and that we love people outside the body. And when we're doing that, when we're loving God and loving people, I'm telling you, you will, you will walk in the glory of God every day of your life. Grace will be abounding in your life. I'm telling you, the grace of God is His power to, to cause you you do the impossible in this realm and when you're walking with God he will reveal things to you show you how to do amazing things raise you up and I'm telling you when you raise Jesus up you put a plat make him you know number one in your life Jesus will raise you up when you make Jesus's name great Jesus will make your name great do you believe that today did you receive it today Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you that you are raising up a glorious church. You're raising up a church without spot or wrinkle, full of love and faith, doing the works of Jesus. And I thank you for the precious people here, Lord. I thank you for those watching online. And maybe there's areas in your life that you need to repent of. Maybe there's, there's things you need to let go of. Well, today's the day to, to let go and to embrace Jesus. Maybe Jesus isn't the Lord of your life. And the Bible says today is the day of salvation. So repentance, number one, begins with receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And it, it, it's humbling yourself, knowing that, that you need God. So if you're ready for God to invade your life, the, the love of God to invade your life, then the only way you can do that is through connecting to God through Jesus. Say this out loud and mean in your heart if you're ready to move forward. Say, Dear God, I believe, Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I repent of sin and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to live that Christian life that you desire me to live. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.